Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. Hey, have you ever heard anyone when I'm going to get Twenty days. Twenty days until this election is over. Not that we're counting. Twenty days. Twenty days. Midterm mayhem every day at 4.05. The madness. The mayhem. That is the 2022 midterm election. What, man? You listening to her play the guitar right there, and you would think, how is she our election insider? She's joining us now. She is the one and only, the former governor of the great state of, yes, this state, our state, Arizona, the one, the only, yes, Mrs. Brewer's Health. Hello, Governor! Well, hello there. How are you guys? We're good. How are you? Well, I'm fine. I've been listening to you. You guys are a little wound up. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> We're a little wound up. I love that. That is hilarious. Yeah. People love you. They tell me how they love you both. They Everywhere I go, they love you guys. All right. So, uh, Governor, we're going to uh, go in the Wayback Machine here just for a moment. Oh. Tomorrow's a special day. It's Thursday. Tomorrow, the Cardinals will host the New Orleans Saints. Do you remember holding a rally for a Cardinals-New Orleans Saints game when you were governor? No. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> oh, yes, you did. did it was a playoff game. And, Governor, you are excited. Let's listen to a little of this, shall we? I don't even think Chad has heard this. <laughs> no. Okay, here we go. It was 2010. 2010. Here we go. You're excited. Beat the Saints! Yay! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I felt like I'm a little loaded or something. <laughs> <laughs> you started this whole pep rally. This was awesome. Hello! <laughs> I got one more. I was young. I was young. I was just wondering. Beat the Saints! Yay! Governor, can you recreate this? Beat the Saints! Yay! We'll give you the floor. Here we go. I don't even know what I'm saying. Beat the Saints. And then give us a yay. No, I don't want to. She wanted to. She heard it. All right. Uh, we'll let you off the hook. Former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer, she's our election insider. Okay, so we got 20 days until the election. Katie Hobbs took the stage at PBS yesterday. Was it PBS? Okay, yes, that's whatever. Correct. I mean, PBS. everybody's all over the place. She gave an interview. Uh, I thought she was good. I thought she was fine. Katie Hobbs wants to give teachers a $14,000 per year raise. So let's say she becomes the governor. She's got a far-right MAGA legislature. How does she do that? It's not going to happen. I mean, if they don't want it, it's not going to happen. I, I don't know how she would do that. You can't appropriate dollars without working with the uh, legislature, other than if you got federal grants. And I don't think that we're going to be seeing any multi-million dollar grants coming in during her tenure. And we're going to be a little short in the budget in about 2024 because a lot of programs are running on one-time money. And they won't have the money to continue those. It would be almost impossible, the way I look at it, unless she's got some magic secret. So she probably knows, Governor, that this could never happen, right? I would assume. If she comes from the legislature, I mean, it would be different if she hadn't been in the legislature and didn't understand the appropriation process. But she's been there. She knows. She knows how it works. The average salary for an Arizona educator, according to Katie Hobbs, is 52 k It ranks below the national average of what it's uh, about 66 k So this is dead on arrival. 
I would think that it would be, yeah, unless there would be some kind of miracle where the revenue would just start pouring in like crazy. But that, I don't believe that's going to happen either. Plus, there's going to be some gridlock if she's governor, if you have a Republican legislature, because, you know, it's just the, the adversaries. That's not happening. No. Uh, talking to our election no. insider, uh, former governor uh, of the great state of this state, Arizona, the governor, Mrs. Uh, Jan. Yeah, she did it. Yay. Uh, let's move over to uh, the, the governor's race, which is the biggest race, arguably, in the country right now that people are paying attention to. Yes. What did you make of Hobbs yesterday? Besides the I'm giving $14,000 out that I know I can't do. Uh, what did you make of the interview outside of that? I didn't watch. There you go. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Fantastic. That's what why we love you, Jan. You didn't watch. I was busy yesterday. I had a busy schedule. I mean, I'm not like a lot of people. They can sit around all day and just watch TV. What did you think? Listen, I thought I learned more probably about Katie Hobbs than I would have if she had debated Carrie oh. Lake. I love the $14,000 per year raise for teachers. I wonder how she could get yeah. that done. Former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer is uh, joining us. All right. You know, we've never asked. Thank God we only have 20 more days. <laughs> Yay! We've never talked to you about Mark Fincham, who is running for Secretary of State. Election denier, part of the Oath Keepers. These are guys that are yeah. crazy inside of the Capitol. He's a Republican, but he's not really a Republican. He's very far-right MAGA. Yeah. You were Secretary of State. You trust this guy to count votes? I'm very disturbed that he is an election denier because I don't believe in that rhetoric and that untruthfulness out there. And I do not know Mark Fitchum, but I will tell you, it is um, important that we get somebody in there that understands the democracy of our state and understands that we are a nation that's based on that. And if we undermine that, then we don't have the country anymore. I hope that uh, he uh, doesn't really believe that and that he will behave himself. I have never met him. Hmm. I've talked to some people and they said that they thought that he was kind of off the given good path. Off the given nice, good path. What, what does that mean? Oh, yeah. What? He's crazy? I what? I don't he's, know, uh, but they said that once you get to know him, that he seems like a fairly nice guy. But that, you know, nice guys don't always make the best candidates either. No. But I don't like the idea that he has been a part of the Oath Keepers and behaved badly. Because we know what they're up to and what yeah. they do. And I don't like the idea that he doesn't believe that the election is um, stolen. So I still have my ballot in my little hot hands. I'm still waiting because we've already lost one candidate on the ballot that was over there wearing the West Valley masturbating. That's true, though, Wait, Governor. What? Hey, let's not forget he was what? also doing it in front of a preschool. Only in Arizona. Oh, <laughs> Former Republican candidate Randy Kaufman was arrested by the Maricopa County Community Police earlier this month. According to a police report, Kaufman was in the parking lot of the Rio Salado College campus in surprise when MCCPD approached him engaging in sexual acts while looking at a cell phone in his truck. Oh, the incident geez. happened just south of a preschool where children were said to be playing outside. Oh. Kaufman alleges he wasn't aware of where he parked oh. and said he was, quote, really stressed out. Kaufman was arrested oh. and cited for public indecency and has since suspended his campaign. Governor. How could you bring that up? I mean, the poor guy said he was stressed out, Governor. Anyway, on that note, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. See you later. <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> she, uh, she brought it. <laughs> oh, former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer. Uh, every uh, Wednesday at 4.05. Uh, midterm mayhem. The madness, the mayhem. There's another M word. We'll just leave it out. Mayhem.
And uh, the 2022 election. It is the 20 days away, Chad. Fantastic. Chad, get here fast enough. <laughs> All right, coming up next, it's time for Five Spot. Why don't we do this? Call us if you have a kid in school. We're not talking college. But call us if you have a kid in school. 277-KTAR. There are some schools that are sending children home, let's call it uh, with a, a certain type of kit, and we'll leave it at that. We have a very important question to ask you. We'll tell you what kind of kit it is. It's pretty, I don't know, man. It feels grisly. Anyway, it's an odd right? thing. All right. Parents, you've got a kid in school. That's very simple. Just call us. We need five of you. 602-277-5827. Uh, it is a five spot where we put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. And that is next. All right, at 4.15, we bring you five spot. We put you on the spot about a story everybody's talking about. We've asked you to call if you have a kid in school. It's very simple. The question we're about to ask you was not simple. Um, The state of Texas is sending public school students home with DNA kits. So your kid goes to school, your kid brings home a DNA kit. And I think we all know what it's for. It is designed to help parents identify their children. And what Texas is saying is, in a case of emergency, but in Uvalde, remember the night? We had all those children that were shot, the teachers that were gunned down. But that night, parents had to give DNA samples because the gun that was used... Um, so powerful. It obliterated people. At the distance from what that was, there there was... your. It's horrible to say, but right, you're, right. you're guessing. It's like Par- a, it, it's like a plane crash. Parents had to give their DNA so their children could be identified. So our question for you is you've got a kid in school. What is your reaction if an Arizona school sent home a DNA kit? Would you say, okay, we're in? Or would you say, absolutely not? Here we go with Five Spot. All right, uh, Jim in Phoenix, what would you say if uh, your kid got a DNA kit sent home? Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be scary, guys. Uh, but it just goes to show it's a sign of the times. I don't think I would be okay with it. But then again, I got my kids some bulletproof backpacks and never thought I would do that. So, yeah, that's a tough one. Did you really? It's sad that we have to even think about that. When did you buy the bulletproof backpacks for your kids? Uh, yeah, this for this school year. Oh, gosh. And yeah. did a lot of that have to do with what took place in, in Uvalde? Uh, of course, even here locally, you know, uh, it's just uh, the madness that we see in the world today, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate your call. Thanks so much. Uh, five Spot, uh, Anthony, you're on Five Spot. Uh, what would you say if you got the DNA test uh, sent home with your kit? Hey, guys, I'd have to go absolutely no. Uh, they've been identifying people through dental records for years. I don't think my kid's DNA has to be a part of it. I don't yeah. think I'd want my kid yeah, bringing home that. a DNA test and saying, hey, Dad, what is this for? Uh, and, and, and then you have to tell them. Yeah. It's, I think we're scaring them enough. Yeah. And it's and it's weird, too, because why am I giving you this? Why do you need my kid's DNA uh, to go to some, what, national database? It's just, it's uh, that, too. that, too. I mean, uh, look at it that way. Jeremy Gilbert, what would you do if a DNA test kid came home with your uh, son or daughter from school? 
Yeah, it's going to be a hard no for me as well, uh, to your point. I don't know what database this is going to. I don't know what information is going to be shared. If they never need it, then, you know, why? Why is that? So I think it's like a, it's overcorrection. It's a jerk reaction. Absolutely. I appreciate you call, my man. Uh, uh, let's go to Katrina in Levine. Katrina, what would you do if your kid came home with a DNA kit? Well, when you, I first heard the question, I thought that it was for crime tracking, and I was like, absolutely not. But then when you brought up Uvalde, I was like, mm, that's a tough one. But as a parent, absolutely not. If something happens, then we can talk about it. But why Why be, why be? set the stage for something like that? That's predetermining that something's going to happen. I'm okay. We can wait. So if, if something were to happen and, and they needed to take some time to figure out if it were my child, I'd be I'd be okay with waiting a little bit. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you so very much. And, and by the way, if this ever did happen yeah. uh, uh, to your child, uh, it's like it's like the parents of Uvalde. When they came and asked the parents for DNA, they knew that their kid was dead. Yeah. yeah. Un- unbelievably. They, they said, wow, and by our the way, child was back killed. Back to the whole thought process of, you know, dental records. Apparently, some of these kids, there was, unfortunately, there was no way there was going to be dental records. No. No. It just shows you, it shows you how devastated um, it was. It's, I hate talking about that. Yeah. But if you're just joining us, we asked uh, on Five Spot uh, parents to call in. The uh, state of Texas is sending public school students home with DNA kits. Um, how about not sending them home with DNA kits? And how about protecting the school? How about the first putting time I heard this, resource thought, officers What's going on in there? Texas yeah. that people need to identify their kids? I don't know if this kid's mine. Could you send me a DNA kit home? Yeah. <laughs> You've already given up then. Yeah. I was like, who's, who's Maury Povich the dad? I mean, is Maury Povich right? the teacher? It's crazy. <laughs> hey, at the te- parent teacher night, you're not the father. <laughs> it's, ins- it's insane. All right, coming up next, the migrant tent city in New York. Uh, is all set up. Remember, Ducey has been shipping migrants all over the country, and some to New York. Boy, the people that were on that bus headed to New York, the migrants, boy, are they lucky. Where do you see this place? Where do you hear about this place? We'll talk about it next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Hey, the deaf, dumb, and blind kid sure plays a mean pinball. Your chance to see Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, the Live at auction. That's right. Are you ready for this? October 30th, it's their Who Hits Back Tour. You can win a pair of tickets now by visiting the contest page at KTAR.com. I love the Who. So, Quadrophenia. This is a tough question. All right. Um, you know, when migrants come in over the border, whether illegal or uh, they come over and claim asylum, which that's legal. We have to put them somewhere. Here's the thing. And right? I, I think we need to point this out. When people okay. say that's legal, it's legal. But the problem is it is a system that people realize, oh, if I want to get in the country, this is the baloney I have to. I, you can I, lie. Game, yeah, I can lie and say I need asylum. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. But we have to put them somewhere. And my question is, where do you put them and how much money do you spend on where you put them. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, when we had to stay in Mexico, Trump, yeah. the Trump plan, by the way, that was a great plan. It, it wasn't perfect because about what I'm about to say will show you it's not perfect. Okay, they stayed in Mexico, but the housing was really bad. There were rats. You know, the food, some of it went bad. There wasn't enough. It, it certainly wasn't perfect. Uh, but I do think it helped the United States. Now... 
it seems that when migrants come over, they can go to New York City. And now there's a new tent city uh, that has been, you know, built for migrants. And it's like the plaza in New York. Yeah, this is it's like one of those things where if you I don't know if you guys remember this, maybe you guys Momar Gaddafi before uh, he was offed. Uh, when he tried to get back in America's good graces after 9-11, he actually came. Remember when he came back here? He gave us his nukes, by the way. Yeah, and do you remember he had that huge tent that he put out on the White House lawn? And it's one of those... Ju- it was like going... Like you said, it's not like they gave everybody tents in a parking lot. Right. So in New York City, remember, some of the migrants are being bussed in New York City by Governor Doug Ducey. That's right. When these migrants do get to New York City, they walk into this facility, and it's like... This is awesome. First wave moving in today after arriving out of Texas, the bus terminal in Midtown Manhattan. It will be more than uh, more like glamping than camping. The city providing three meals a day, uh, fluff and fold laundry, sir. All right. Hold on a second. Well, fluff and fold. All right. Three meals a day. Yes. Well, fluff and fold. Kid. Fluff and fold laundry service. Uh, fluff and fold laundry service. That's what I said. Phones, TVs, Wi-Fi, video games and snacks around the clock. Oh, like snacks. It sounds like they're on a cruise. They yeah. have the, they have Xboxes. Oh, TV twenty four seven. There are these couches that you know are Look gorgeous. Nice. Yes. Hey, let's not forget, kids. Culturally appropriate meals with that, the chefs that are preparing those things. That is right. Listen, hear me. I'm not saying that we treat these people badly. I don't want that. They're human beings. Okay, but do we have to put them up at the plaza? Do we have to pay for that? I, I mean, y- y- what you're doing, what you're doing, it, this is going to get back to, to uh, people in other countries. They're going to say, listen, the best thing I could do is to walk right into this country. I got a seat right in front of a big screen TV. I could play Xbox. This is great. I've got three meals uh, a day and someone's doing my laundry. Come on. Yeah, you it is. You're inviting them. You're inviting them here. Number one, if Joe Biden. It's a reward. It, this is this. That's what it feels like. It's a reward. And you are not saying don't come here. What you're saying, because everything that you're seeing and hearing about will get back to everybody in the countries that these people come from that, hey, they're not only putting us up, you're at home struggling. Guess what? We're playing Xbox. This is not a deterrent. We've got <laughs> lawyers. They should have lawyers, though. I mean, that does happen a lot. They get their own lawyer or what? I'm sure that America provides lawyers. And But here's the rest of it. Including popcorn machines for the initial 500 men who are expected to be housed there. Wait, what? I thought yeah. all that's coming over the border was... Oh, I thought you were, you were surprised that there was a popcorn machine. There, I thought it was all about just, you know, women and their children. And that's... Remember when we were told that? All that's coming here, people that are desperate, women and children. And it's 500 single men are not women and children. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying treat them badly. I don't want that at all. That's not what we should be doing here. We're better than that. How about treat them better than our homeless, mental ill patients and vets that are wandering the streets aimlessly right now? They are much better treated. Yeah. 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 So how about we maybe look at that? It's a great point, man. That's a great point. If you're going to put up a tent city, why not have people who are homeless come and use that facility? Keep it up. Keep it up. Yeah. You know, why don't we if they can afford that in New York City, why can't they afford to have the homeless come in there? I was just in I was just in Vegas. I will tell you the homeless problem there. 
there there are really really sad stories of people, and I've watched it. They're just la- they're laying on the ground, yeah. And it's more than I remember the last time I was in Vegas. Obviously, here in Arizona, we have that problem. The same problem in California. I was out of California. Everybody has this problem. I will say this. There are parts of California that are third world. Right. And that's no joke. That is third world. So we're not treating the homeless who are Americans well. We just let them lay on the ground. But we built this multi-million dollar facility for migrants to come in and use. And they can play Xbox. With culturally appropriate food. Again, I don't want to treat them badly. But this is a lot of money, and this doesn't deter. If I if I was there and I got kicked out of the country, I'd come right back and want to be. Yeah. Can you send me to New York? Maybe if they ask you. Maybe if they tell you after a month you got to leave, you just go straight back out and come right. right back in. Can I get my old bed that's right next to the Xbox? Yeah. Oh my God! All right. Uh, coming up next, the woman on a plane has divided the internet. Oh what did she God. do, and was it disgusting? Next. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, so you're on a plane, and all of a sudden you, you smell this aroma. And you're like, that stinks. That does not smell good. You're looking around, and you're like, is she, is she, is, is that woman over there painting her nails while seated on a plane? Do you think it's a... a no situational awareness? Because you have to know, right? Like, yeah. she's probably been in there. So there's a story that is bouncing around the internet. It's got the internet divided. Some people are like, it's not a big deal. Get over yourself. Okay, it doesn't smell that good. But so what? You get three hours on a plane. Then you've got the other side that says, listen, I don't like this smell. I'm in a tube. Yeah. You know, why, why don't you wait? What if I was gassy? Yeah, but that's almost something you, can, you can't help. <laughs> but no, the whole thing is, is this, you, you would help. still complain about that. Uh, you know, like, you can't help that. Right. She could help this. Yeah, this is something that you could you could, <laughs> you could could stop. So, Becky Lynn, does this stuff stink? Like, you know, nail polish doesn't. Oh, yeah, it stinks. It's, it's been the stuff that you take the nail polish off with both, she's using. Both things are pretty Pretty potent. It's pretty potent. Yeah. And then you're on a plane, and yeah. that, that I'll tell you, it goes from it goes from the front all the way to the back. Mm, not good. No, there's no escaping it. No. no. We've seen people do really weird things on a plane. What was the story the other day with um, hair? Hair. The lady put her hair back on the seat behind her and let it flow down, so the person <laughs> behind them sees her. All hair. they saw was hair in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is it situation because, awareness? Right. Is it because of COVID? We forgot how to act on a plane. We think everything is okay to do on a <laughs> we plane. We forgot to act in a lot of places. <laughs> so true. I think some of this stuff started before COVID. Yeah. We just see it now because I think the heightened awareness. Plus, everything now, remember, everybody's got a phone. Is a director, right. is a potential player in the situation, is a producer and a distributor and a news person. So a chance to put something out on Reddit, get a conversation going. Uh, but I, I go back to this. No situational awareness. Why don't uh, you ask the woman to stop? Can we not do that in this day and age? Are we not? Is it is that too much? Do we not be confrontational? Like, why can't if you're sitting, if let's say she's on the right side of the plane on the aisle okay. seat, and you're on the left side of the plane and you got the aisle and you're just looking over and you're like, ma'am, uh, I got to tell you, it's kind of giving me a headache. Yeah. Would you mind if, you know, if could I please ask you to stop doing that? 
then all of a sudden I'm rude. Yeah. No, I'm it. not rude. Yeah. I'm asking very nicely. You're the rude one who is, is stinking up the whole plane. Yeah, that's the problem now. It's like if you ask somebody to stop doing something that they're doing that is annoying everybody, right. you become the person who's rude. And uh, it's. I know. But do you think that you could ask that question? I could. See, I could too. I'm not really shy. It starts with. <laughs> it starts with. Hey, could, is there any way you could? Uh, you know, uh, it's it's, uh, it's you know, kinda, yeah. not just me. Everybody else around here, uh, you know, and then then it gets then it devolves to. See, there's another way to do it too. This is the underhanded way that probably would work. Uh, you get up from your seat, you roll the back of the plane, and you tattle on her. You tell the you tell you tell the flight oh, attendant. I don't I'm not saying you're tattling. I'm just saying there's a second way to do well, this. You're the tattler. <laughs> no. I'm like, I, I, I am not a shy about telling on someone. Uh, Becky Lynn, do you, what do you think? You go to the back of the plane, you tell the, the flight attendant, listen, there are a bunch of us, you lie, because it's only you. There's a bunch of us who we're kind of getting nauseous because, uh, you know, we got three hours left. On the this way flight. back, are you taking the temperature of the people behind? Does this smell? Do you guys want to go yeah, back? Really. I'm going to go tell. Don't tell anybody I'm telling. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd be like, dude, it's another come way on. to do it. Flight attendant could, could say, "Listen, it'll be over in a minute. I see what's happening. Smell isn't that bad. Go back to your seat." Or the flight attendant could go and say, "Ma'am, we're getting some, uh, we're getting some people complaining." And then, of course, you go back and sit in your seat, and the lady looks at you and like, "Yeah, you definitely. It was, you. It was yeah. just you. It was you. I don't know, man. You know, we have to sit next to each other. This is this is this is the world we live in. You go to the Cardinals game tomorrow. You're going to be sitting next to each other." You know, uh, I have to sit next to Chad. You smell delightful today. You're not doing your nails. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, situational awareness. <laughs> situational right? yes, awareness. The whole you get thought it. process of, uh, as we talk about this, what's on uh, the old TV? That lady was stuck in the middle of the ginormous people the other day on a plane. That was a, a woman that was in the middle seat, and she had two very large people, one to the left and one to the right. People of size. She's asking for reparations. Yes. Oh, for Pete's sake. The things that happen on planes. Just, would you rather sit in the middle of two obese people or sit next to somebody doing their nails? Chad Benson. Nails. I'm going nails. <laughs> Becky Lynn's going nails. Okay.